when we're off and racing, we're recording. So this is our first Chronicles on the Fly podcast. Yep. Whose idea was this? Well, I think it was yours, Simon. So. <laughs> All right. I suppose what we should first do is introduce ourselves. So obviously, I'm Simon. This is Mel, and we know each other. 32 years. <laughs> 32 years. All right. 32 years. First started playing junior soccer together in Perth. Mm. Then ended up at, well, we really lived six, six or six or eight houses apart, really. Yeah, we did. Even though you had to turn two corners. <laughs> it was still only a, only about maybe eight houses, mate. It's a bit of far if my mother would let me walk to them. Yeah. <laughs> so we've grown up uh, knowing each other quite well and each other's families. Mm. Did speeches at each other's 21st. Yes, yes we did. That's a long time ago. But on, but on a side note, we, we share a lot of like, same interests and hobbies, um, both fans of, of football, both the Australian rules version and the real version. Otherwise, As you could say, our lives have pretty much intertwined. Exactly. It's you know? funny, we've never actually <laughs> thought of that. Yeah, but it's true. It has. It has. Our, our pathway through life has pretty much followed each other very closely. Yes. Considering, obviously, played soccer together, mm. went to not primary but high school together. University. University ended up together. first at different universities, mm. but it then finished pretty the quickly went to university together at the same one, um, doing the same courses. It's a brief stint of working together. We actually worked together for a we little bit. We did work together for, for, for six a months, few months, yeah. six or so months. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, this was your idea, Simon, because uh, what we do generally, we have uh, weekly discussions on life. So we thought. Yeah, uh, pretty much. We spent, uh, you know, an hour or so on the phone. Pretty pretty regularly, <laughs> just shooting <the> shit, <laughs> just trying to solve the world's problems. Not that we do, but uh, we solving try. the world's problems. I think our wives are good at uh, telling us that <laughs> that we that we're um, probably solving the world's problems <laughs> and adding a little more. <laughs> <laughs> true, 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 true. Um, all right. So, what are some topics that? Uh, you wanted to discuss? Oh, there's some, a lot of topics at the moment. Uh, I think uh, one from the early in the week was obviously that uh, Holden, uh, as a brand, I'm also personally a car fan. I love cars. I always love cars. Yeah. And I've always been a Holden man. And true to the brand, I drive, I do own, I own pretty much all my cars have been Holden. Currently own two Holdens. And I find it quite sad that the um, brand, brand is actually leaving. Um, all right, so there is very, what's the story with this? Um, when didn't they move the production of yeah. Holden offshore? Well, we got it was, it, was it at least Commodores they moved? No, what happened was I think uh, GM realised, I think it all goes back to the GFC really. You started from there. GM was obviously, yeah, had a shortfall of cash, a lot of shortfall of capital. And, and you know, that was trying to tighten up a few things. And in the meantime, um, Holden as a brand, um, well, been manufacturing Australian cars since 1948. Uh, really, um, you know, it was probably costing, you know, GM a few, few a bit of quid. But anyway, in, in, in Australia, the comes down to the nuts of it was manufacturing in Australia is quite expensive and GM thought it's too expensive, so we'll just uh, cease operations. And unfortunately, Ford in 2013, um, when they announced that they were closing down as well, Holden followed and then Toyota followed suit. And then consequently in 2016, uh, Ford no longer produced and then in 17. Holden ceased, then so did Toyota in 17, which is quite sad, which I think is quite sad as a country like Australia not to have a manufacturing base. So we car. don't have any vehicles being No, no, we still, uh, we still have a heavy commercial vehicles, believe it or not. We have a Kenworth plant that make Kenworth trucks in Melbourne, which yeah. is pretty amazing. Um, I know there's a few 
uh, European trucks like Volvo, I believe, that get assembled in um, in Queensland. So we still have that sort of manufacturing. I know that they're building a supercar in Adelaide called a Brabham. So it's more niche in boutique, not so much the mass manufacturing of of vehicles in Australia. So, right. Which, like you said, you know, so that's a Brabham car. Is it actually an Australian car? Well, apparently, it's Australian, Australian brand. Yeah, it's a Brabham, famous. He was the guy who won yeah, the. Yeah, uh, Jack Brabham. Yeah, Jack Brabham. Yeah. So I think it's from his family. But I'm not, don't quote me on that. I'm not 100 sure. But was he from? Was he Western Australian? No, no, I think he was. No, I think he was from South Australia. Actually, no, I think. Don't quote me. No, again. I was just wondering because they, there's a suburb called Brabham. Yes. Allenbrook Way, I think. Yeah, it's out that way. I think. And a track, isn't there? Oh, that's after Barbara Yellow. Barbara Yellow's the track. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. So, gotcha. But yeah, so it's quite. I think it's quite sad that there's no more. Obviously, manufactured cars in Australia, and first that the Australian brand of Holden has actually died. You know? But I think it's it's an it's been inevitable, hasn't it? That it, was it, coming, it, it that has. Was it, it, it because has. didn't they announce a few years back? Did you mention this? That, yeah. that they moved the manufacturing of Commodores. Commodores. Offshore, right? Correct. Which I think was. And um, so what did that do to sales of, uh, of the Commodore? Destroyed it. Absolutely yeah, destroyed it. I mean. wanted an Australian Commodore. Well, the, right? that's right. Correct. I mean, an Australian Commodore is either V6 or V8. Me personally, I'm a V8 fan. Is a larger car, rear wheel drive. Yeah. Holden, whoever their, in their wisdom, decided to make a car, four cylinder or V6, Front wheel drive. I was like, come on. You couldn't even read the market, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If people wanted a car, they'd go buy a Camry. They're not going to buy a Commodore, you know? So sales of that. Sales so are just a joke. a joke, you know? They got smashed out of the water. But I think the they GM kind of like, you know, um, what's the word I'm trying to say? They didn't really think very carefully about this. They didn't know. They thought, hey, Holden's a brand. We're didn't just carrying the, on. Didn't, didn't read the market. Didn't read the market. But failed to read the market, you know? The, the history of the market should have told them what. Yeah. Expect. I mean, absolutely. You know, we got the most. I reckon of Australia as a country has a lot of things. Sixty-seven or sixty-eight brands of cars that are available to buy, which is ridiculous. And I think you, there's nowhere near that in the USA. And yet, the USA's got a population of three twenty, three hundred thirty million. Here, we got twenty-five million. Do we really need those sort of? You know. So Holden as a brand is no more. We'll That's be no more. Much the bottom That's it. We'll, we'll be, be no, no more. more. It'll be go down in the what GM about? stable like Pontiac. Which is which? Um, they stopped manufacturing and stopped selling Pontiac brand in two thousand and ten, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. so is this, I would imagine also a lot of people crying about this mm. and not driving Holdens. Yes, well, right. that's true. And and um, again, um, there's a lot to blame. And like also, um, there's a few things I believe personally that could have been done. I mean, the government. Says they spent two billion dollars in 2010 to prop it up, you to know, prop up to prop up the Australian car manufacturing. You know, whether it was Holden Ford or I don't know exactly what the numbers are, but and I think to myself um, that you don't fix money by just you don't fix a problem by just throwing money at it. You know what I mean? Um, my attitude is this: you you got to convince the the buyer to purchase that vehicle, whether it's a Holden Ford or Toyota, whatever it was. You have to convince the buyer, right? Now. I believe the government should have done a couple of things. Maybe if they did, instead of throwing money directly at them, just try and stimulate the economy. Try and get people to buy it. You know why? Why? Why, why do you want to? Well, number one, why would get? Why I believe personally, all government departments, whether state, local, or federal, should have only been driving Australian-made cars. That's it. That's that's, that's as simple that's as fair. that. You know, I mean, I used to drive around and look at my local council. Um, 
who had a Skoda, who had a Hyundai, who had uh, a, a Ford Mondeo. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's got to be Australian made. You shouldn't even have a choice. I mean, I won't talk about it, but there was a couple mayors. One mayor had a Prado. Another mayor had a Mercedes. Another, I was like, what's going on here? He's a mayor of a local council. You should have an Australian-made car. At that time, which was Calais or Caprice or Statesman or Fairmont or... But what about at federal level? What are they driving? Oh, so, you know, again, you know, I just think they didn't support her enough. I mean, I had, I do remember one time I dealt with some federal departments and they came in and it was a Hyundai. I'm like, what is that, you know? Mm. You know that's wrong. You should be an Australian-made car. So if the government can't support, an in, like, support the industry as in believe in the industry... You know, why should other people? And then Holden again and failed to really read the market. The market was going more towards SUVs and smaller cars, you know. So does, that mean, so does this mean that people driving old VNs and like uh, the value of their, <laughs> of their old bombs have gone up? I don't think so. I mean, I think they made, was it 3 million comrades or whatever? So out of those 3 million, they're... I believe, or something like that. Don't quote me on it, but again, some ridiculous amount of numbers of Commodores. I don't think they're going to be <laughs> collector's items, you know. Yeah. I do think your limited ones will be, yeah. but in saying that, your average V6 executive Commodore, I don't think it's going to be worth squeezing. What about dollars. servicing them? Well, they're apparently going to keep the service open for 10 years, part okay. of their, part of their um, commitment to Australia. But again... Yeah, that, um, that could change. That can change real quick. I mean, they said that they were going to continue manufacturing Holden. Holden, when they got the money in 2010, I believe, from Julie Gillard at the time, said they were going to continue to uh, manufacture cars in Australia to 2020, which we know that didn't happen, did it? So that changed, that changed pretty quick. <laughs> Job so, losses? Job losses, yeah, pretty significant. So I think there's only about 800, 900 left in Australia at the time for Holden, but right. it's going to get culled back to about 200, I believe. What happens to these people? Where do they go? You've got to re-educate, remove, find new industries. You know, a lot of them are engineering, so they just have to move into other fields, engineering, design. You know, that type of thing, I suppose, has been happening since, um, you know, since the world industrialised. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just think, yeah. Industries like, come and, and eventually fold and... I mean, like, for me personally, like I'm a Holden man, so um, and I believe in the it's brand. A, it's a symbol of Australia probably yeah. as much as, well, say, Qantas. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Was it Holden, meat pies? No, no. Meat pies, Aussie rules and Holden cars, whatever the saying goes. Uh, Good old 4 and 20. Good old 4 and 20. But it's, uh, yeah, it's quite sad. I, I just think it's uh, wrong and I think the government really didn't. Um, so after the GFC didn't, um, in America, didn't, Barack Obama spent yeah, a heap of money on the yeah. car manufacturing industry. And didn't that work? It worked for a little bit. You wouldn't yeah. know more about this. Oh, I'm not 100% confident on the, the exactly about the whole American um, car industry, but it did work for a little bit. It, um, I think what the from what the GM's trying to say is they're changing the direction of the company. They're going to focus on left-hand drive cars as opposed to right-hand drive cars, hence why Holden as a brand. And... Um, was uh, on the sacrificial lamb, believe it or not. So think about it. What in terms of well, twenty five the, the size of the Australian market compared size, to you know anywhere. the rest of the world. Well, well, we're, well, well, absolutely. I mean, Shanghai. I mean, population of Australia fits in Shanghai, and that's just one city. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, and then we're interested in selling like, these. Sell, you see a lot of Chevrolets in, in uh, Asia, you know, especially in those. What I what I love when um, when people compare population sizes 
when Australians compare yeah. Australia to the rest of the world. We think that we're so important. No, we're very, very And no one has, you know, no one sees the perspective. We're nothing. We're not considered. We're not thought of. No, very minimal. No, we're very minimal. The old Sam Newman, we're, uh, you know, a, a dinky little country at the arse yeah. end of the world. Yeah, we are. He loves saying that. Yeah, it's true. It is true. But we, like, we do, I mean, we're a very proud nation. We have a nation that, um, were very good in ingenuity. Like we had a lot of ingenuity. Like we did design a lot of things, you know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of Australian design and manufacture at the time was really good. Just unfortunately, it's become too expensive now. We are, society's changed. And yeah. I mean, I used to go to a lot of exhibitions in my previous job and used to see them, you know, Australian design and manufacture was really respected, but uh -huh. you couldn't compete. Yeah. Just too expensive, you know what I mean? You know, you're, you're three, four times the price of what a private pro from Asia would be. Even though it's three or four times better quality, but you try and sell that to the end consumer, it just doesn't happen. Sad, but well, yeah, all well, the money so is always going to happen. So, yeah, it all comes down to shame. dollars and cents, isn't it? So, yeah, oh, well, so yeah, that's my two bits and bobs about Holden. Man. Like I said, a bit sad. I just think what's sad as well is um, the V8 supercars, like, well, it's always it was branded as a Holden versus Ford versus Rival, yeah. it doesn't exist anymore, or well, it's not going to exist. Well, where's that at? at the moment? Well, at the moment, they're still racing Commodores. I think they'll call blindsided as well. Uh, I'll wait and see. So that even won't continue? Well, there's no holding, so they can't be holding versus Ford, can they? Yeah. Uh, what's, what's, uh, what's yeah I've never been, never been into that. Yeah. But, um, obviously, MotoGP and Formula One. Oh, Formula Definitely. One at the moment. Good old Ricardo. He seemed all right. He came from day two of testing. He didn't do too bad. Yeah, it'd be good if he can pick up. Yeah. Um, so. yeah. Come on, Daniel. So far, it seemed like a, uh, a misstep moving from oh, from know. Red Bull to Renault. But at the end of the day, it was always going to be a, a tough start. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, if they can improve their, their yeah. technology and that, and um, with new rules coming in, yeah, like that, might next year and level out the playing field. Absolutely. Yeah, I just, uh, I think in terms of um, talent, it's probably probably in the top five. Oh, 100%. Of, I mean, if you look at the drivers, right? if you look at the top gear test track times, uh, he's uh, he's would, number one on there. I would love to see him in an equal car with with let's say Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, and just to see who's the better driver. Oh know? yeah, it'd be amazing. I think. Um, you know, look, we don't like Lewis Hamilton. Because he's we're Australians, so we don't like Lewis Hamilton, <laughs> but we don't like him because he's from Mercedes, and just like Daniel or Ferrari, yeah, right? Daniel Ferrari, but also because he's from England and Australia and the Ashes. So. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Come on, Aussie, so we were Daniel the whole way. But he's also got a bit of that, that arrogance, I suppose, that puts people off. Oh, he's, Hamilton, yeah. whereas, you know, com compared to someone like Daniel, he's lovable, larrikin, yeah. lovable, larrikin, probably a little bit too much for my liking lately. I think it, that. A lot of, I mean, I can't speak for other people, but I think that a lot of people's thoughts on Daniel is rein in the, the, the funny guy stuff mm. and get more professional, get your head down. If you want to end your career being a world champion mm. even once, yeah. the Joker doesn't win yeah, the world championship. You know what? But I, I, you know, that, that's, that's, that's what I feel a little bit, much as I love Daniel, yeah. as a person and a driver. Yeah. All right? I, think, I, think he's know, a great I saw one. another perspective of Daniel. I can see I listened to another I was into another podcast, the F1 Beyond the Grid, yeah. and they interviewed good him. Yeah. Very good podcast. And I got a different perspective of him, you know what I mean? I, I, I was like, he's, the a, he's a great guy. And the he's professionalism, got, he's got an intelligence the, the, as well. The man. professionalism and the intelligence came yeah, out. Yeah. I was like, you know what I mean? I was like, wow, 
But what I mean is every time you see him on TV, he's always joking and and it's like, all right, you're only doing an interview and that type of thing. But compare that to other people, the drivers who've won world championships. Or Senna. They just seem more serious. Well, you compare it to Senna, Senna, Schumacher. It's not going to Senna. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not Senna. It was, uh, you know, were some of the greatest things. Um, Kimi Raikkonen, you know, he was you know, very well, cold. Raikkonen, no, no personality whatsoever. So <laughs> somewhere in between. Mika Hakkinen was an interesting, uh, interesting world champion. He was quite a good world yeah. champion, you know. Yeah. I mean, people used to say um, that Vettel, you know, had no personality. But I think he's, he's shown a lot of more personality since he's been to Ferrari. Yeah. Flaws as well. Yes. Definitely. But I, I, don't, I, I think they just, I uh, think he's... Um, He's copped a bit of a you know the arse end of the stick compared to Leclerc as well. No, I don't think I don't think I don't think Seb's. Well, the perception is that he's that Leclerc is very much favoured over. Well, not Vettel because Leclerc's the future, right? Yeah, but in saying that, they're paying <laughs> Vettel a huge amount of money. So if you're going to pay, I love, I love like, Vettel. Right? Oh. I, I initially didn't, and even when he moved to Ferrari, I was you know I didn't like that because you know, he was the hated foe kind of thing. But he's come to Ferrari. He's seems to be like being embedded in the culture, speaks Italian fluently. Yeah, right? I love that. He's just immersed himself in Ferrari. Yeah. So, you know, he's yeah. he's he's a Ferrari man. I like I, yeah, yeah, but I just I don't I don't think he's very resilient, you know what I mean? Like if things aren't going his way, he just yeah, he goes, yeah, he goes, yeah, yeah, he goes, yeah, I see that, I see that. You know, like, um, you know, he makes rash decisions like, man, you can't there's a couple of times he's you know, he's had the long face after, yeah. you know. Like after he's finished the race and or not finished the race yeah. and felt like he's been chaffed and yeah. whatever. So man up, man. You know what and I mean? there was, I think there was one time was it Leclerc won the race. Yeah. You know, he come and after after all these ceremonies yeah. and whatever the you know the, the podium, yeah. he's come out with all the team for the for the photo, yeah. the team photo, and he's just this long look on his face. Yeah. And as soon as the button was clicked for, yeah. on the camera, he he was marching yeah. out of there and left everyone else celebrating. It's like, you know what I mean? At the end of the day. You need to celebrate in your teammate's success as well. In F1, your teammate is your first enemy. But still, you, you, you draw for the team. But exactly. You've got to be a team player too. You've got to be so, a team yeah, player. I think he's – yeah. So as much as I like Vettel, I can criticise him for certain oh, things yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to this season. I mean, not too far away. But I'm really looking forward to next season with all the changes. That, that, uh, for, well, hopefully we get a bit of overtaking, you know. Which is – and Daniel's forte. Yeah, well, yeah so very good. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to next year. We'll wait and see. I just don't like how, personally, again, thrown off the hip here, but being a car man, I don't think you could beat the sound of the old V10 motor when it was revving at 17,000. It was incredible. Well, I remember the first the first F1 race that I ever went to was in Monza, and I was sitting on the inside of the famous Parabola, right, which is at the end of the Parabola is the entrance to the pit lane. Right, so I was right at the entrance to the pit lane, and of course, as they're coming in there, they're changing down gear, yeah. and that's just an awesome. Thing. Oh, nice. I think it was what eighty k's. They got a limit. Who, who to, um, you saw? Schumacher won that one, didn't he? No, he came second, and first was Barrichello. Oh, Barrichello. So Ferrari, so Ferrari the, first and second. Was that the V10? And anyway. third was Eddie Irvine. Yeah, who was a Formula Ferrari. So it was. In a way, a Ferrari one, two, three <laughs> in in sentiment anyway for for Irvine because he's you know he was pretty well loved by the fans from what I could. Yeah, no, they, they really liked him. That was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Obviously, you know, 
to make it, if you could make it slightly better, it would have been Schumacher first. No, because, you know, as long as I tell me, that would have been then the crowd. To be, to be first ever F1 race that, I've, that I'd gone to. Home in, of Ferrari. In the home of Ferrari, as a Ferrari fan. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. Ferrari comes first and second and seeing the Tifosi just going nuts on the track as soon as they run across the line. Everyone just jumps, mate. Everyone just jumps onto the track like, like there's no tomorrow. And it, it was just a flood yeah. of, of Ferrari flags yeah. and, and green, white, red. And it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been awesome, man. That yeah. was. I mean, I, I, I mean, I've been to probably six or seven Grand Prix yeah. in my life, but I'm just trying to remember what year that was. 2003. When did I go to Europe for six months? Was it 2002, 2003, one of those years? I think it was 2002. Yeah. yeah. I went to 04. 2002, Monza race. I went to the 04 Melbourne GP where Michael won. That was amazing. That was great. And just the sound of those motors. And I went from the sound of the, the old V10 when then they went to V8, and you could hear the difference in the uh, V8, the V10 to V8. The, the V10 just sounded absolutely incredible. The V8 sounded good. Um, I can't believe I'm saying that because I'm a V8 member. Yeah, is <laughs> that the one that sounds like a, like no. a whippersnipper? No, then that was the new one, which is the V6 turbo. That was, yeah, well, horrible. Done anything to Yeah, they tried, they, made, they tried to make it sound a bit better, but I heard it the first time and I thought, what is that? You know, I do remember when the very first Grand Prix I went to, they, when I bought my ticket, they gave me a set of earplugs. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, they always do that. Yeah, but no, 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 you don't need earplugs anymore. No, it just doesn't have that. No, but even even when I went, I didn't yeah. use the earplugs. Yeah, no, I just, I just love And I was at probably one of the loudest points of the track. Yeah. But I was loving it. Yeah, it's amazing. It was ringing in my ears for, you know, mm. a day or two later, but that was all part of it. Yeah. That was, was awesome. But yeah, no, it was pretty good. Uh, so what we should do, I think, is if we're going to, um, maybe during the season, get uh, a good friend, Johnny, yeah. who's a uh, – Formula One and MotoGP nut yeah. far more than we are. Yeah, he definitely um, loves the. Uh, so he could probably, um, yeah, have a good chat about those things. He definitely loves these. Uh, actually, I think he's more MotoGP at the moment. So yeah, I, I haven't followed the testing that's been going on. Yeah, just, no. I, I'm a little bit like, um, even with AFL, I, I don't get into it until this season. Oh, I'm looking forward starts. to AFL. I, I, could, I couldn't care less about it. I'm looking forward to it, actually. Interesting season, I think. I just, yeah. I just never get into the preseason. Yeah. Um, and before, and even before I was a member, yeah. you know, well, I was a member, but even before I had a seat, it would take me a couple couple weeks to get into the AFL season. Yeah. Well, obviously, soccer being my first love, footy, footy is a bit behind that in my picking order. But now that I'm that I'm at every Eagles game, um, yeah, yeah, the last two seasons definitely. Um, yeah, more interested from day one. From, Absolutely. From, oh, from yeah. round one. Uh, yeah. um, but still, but still pre-season, it's like, yeah, whatever, I'll, I'll read the odd headline, the odd quick report, yeah. see the odd There's secret no, footage, like, but um, I'm just not that fast. I'm too busy. Actually, what are your thoughts to, on the, uh, the All-Star game or the Bushfire Relief game? Uh, Victoria against it's All-Stars. All-Stars. It's not State of Origin. Well, it's not state. It's, 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 it's half state of origin. No, no, it is. It's a bushfire appeal. That's fine. Raise money game. for that. That's important. State. It's not state of origin. That's important, but don't sell it as as state of origin. You want state of origin? Do do WA versus Victoria, WA versus South Australia, Victoria against South Australia. Right? Yeah. Do do it properly. And didn't last time they did um, State of Origin, they had the Allies. Yeah. Was that New South Wales and and Queensland? Even that was a waste. No one was really interested in that. Mm. Um, 
I don't know. I'd like to see State of Origin come back because I remember it. We were kids, kids probably last kids, time yeah. they did it properly. actually went to, believe it or not, State of Origin game for Survey. We did, didn't we? Yes. Uh, West Australia versus South Australia. That was during school time. That was during school time. Why were they playing it? I have on no idea. School afternoon. I have no idea. But the way it did get smashed by, by South Australia. Yeah, but that was not Origin. That was just State. So that was like Waffle versus yeah, Waffle, SANFL. Waffle, yeah. Right. So you could have been a Victorian playing for WA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. yeah. So it was just league versus league. Yeah. But, but still. It was good fun. You know, yeah. Right? yeah. But uh, I think the uh, All-Stars have a fantastic team. Absolutely brilliant. I have, to be honest, I have not even looked who's the playing. The lineups are amazing, man. You know, it's, if, if, if this was an actual game where the boys would put their body on the line and went yeah. full crap. But they'd be mad. Full pelt. If they went full pelt. For either side. I'd, but then again, even, look, AFL was worth a heap more money than it ever was now. Okay. Yeah. So these clubs don't want no, state don't. of origin, even you, state of origin proper. They don't yeah, want that. You can't blame them, but, do you? Because of the risk of injury. Absolutely. Right? Someone does a knee and they're out for, for the rest season. of the season. Yeah. That could mean a premiership goes yeah. out the window. Ah, oh, great, 100%. Um, you can't, you just said you can't blame the teams for not, the clubs for not wanting their superstar players to go. Yeah, but, but a part of the players, I'm sure. It's just like if you, if you compare it with international soccer, right? Clubs often want to hold back their players. I mean, I'm not sure how much that kind of happens in Europe, but it's happened in the past. Clubs want to hold back their well, players the soccer, for the Socceroos. Socceroos, right? each time, yeah. Because you know, they don't, oh, how many times Aaron Aaron Moy, they don't want they don't want the Socceroos to go and play these dinky games against the Solomon Islands. Yeah, they want Aaron Moy to go play the Solomon Islands. No, of course not. You know what I mean? But uh, it, it actually looks like a cracker lineup. Actually, like so little, who are some of the players that are in? Uh the. The V, the V's got the big V's got obviously Dustin Martin in the middle. Who's the captain of it? I'm not sure who's the captain. I know I think Fife's the captain of the um, the All Stars team. Well, you'd hope so, being named, the, 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 uh, all Australian, Jewel, but Jewel, uh, Jewel, Jewel Brownlow captain as well. All Australian yeah. captain, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but sorry, Shannon. Man. <laughs> but um, you think about it, that's a pretty pretty lethal midfield. You know what I mean? You got Brady Grundy tapping down to five. Yeah. <laughs> And you got other players in that in that, in that uh, middle. You got Cripps, Yo, Yo. <laughs> so it's not not a bad you know not a bad little lineup. You know what I mean? Um, it'd be pretty. I mean, the Victorians got a good lineup too. You know, um, um, any Eagles players playing for Victoria? No, uh, which is I think I think Chewy got a bit. Um, Chewy didn't get any. No, no. Or Gaff. No. No, he didn't. The, two, the only two players was Shepherd and you. The only Eagles players in the yeah. All Stars team. Yeah, that's yeah. Or maybe there were others, but they held them back. Um, but um, yeah, well, they, I think they had a few. I'm just trying to pull up the uh, the and team list. Where and when is the game? Because I think it's next week, I believe. Yeah, it's next week against. Uh, there's the Bushra Relief game next week. Um, MCG. MCG. No, no, I think it's at uh, Marvel. Okay. Or Marvel Stadium. That's just trying to pull up the teams. But uh, yeah, it was just uh, the, the All Stars team looked pretty awesome. Yeah, so. okay. But look, at the end of the day, obviously it's, it's Mickey Mouse state of origin, you could call it, but it could lead to proper. You never know. It might. It might. If, if the fans love it and it takes off and there's, you know, there's a demand for it. Yeah. And it's probably driven a lot by players too, right? Yeah, no, I mean. Like if players start talking up, talking it up. Yeah. 
oh, that might, you know, dominoes might start falling there and it might yeah. lead to things. But because back in the day, the state of origin meant something to players. Yeah, absolutely. It, it doesn't just, seem so there you know, it's, it's funny, in the midfield of uh, of the All-Stars team, you got Lockie Neal, Fife, and uh, Bradley Hill. Yeah. Imagine that. That's a pretty good midfield. No ex-doctors or two ex-doctors. Our favourite team. Ah, yeah. But, well... We all, it's, uh, should we we should we not go out there about our love for the Dockers? Oh, yeah, no. so we'll probably wipe out half of the uh, half of the audience. Actually, <laughs> in saying that, I watched the Docker went to the Eagles West Coast Dockers AFLW game on the weekend. Did you go to that? Yeah, I went to show my support to the team, you know, for the girls. I thought I'd take my daughter. Yeah, yeah. Was, a bit it, of, was it good? Try and inspire her a bit, you know, oh, maybe she wants to play. The Eagles got wiped. But, uh, uh, but you could see. you I could see that was coming. Wasn't that it? was coming. I mean, I you, mean could, you could see the difference in the two teams. You could see that the Dockers were a far better skilled team, drilled team. You could see they had four well, years of experience. Four years, is it? Yeah, it's been it's about four years. Of, oh. Four years of experience. You could, the you, could, you could good see it. You know what I mean? Right. Obviously. Yeah. No, you could see. You could see they were made miles ahead, you know. It's just, um, I think it's still got a, a fair, fair whack to go to the AFLW, but you can you eventually get there, you know. I think the girls just need their fitness. Once their fitness, like, like I think they just get gassed a bit early. I, mean, opinion, I, think, it's, you know? I think it's good to have it. And I think it's awesome. They should, what they should be doing is having the competition, the games scheduled as curtain raises to AFL games to get more people there. Are they doing that? No, well, they, got, they think they just want to run as their or own competition. Or is the whole competition going to finish before the yeah, AFL finish, yeah, finish before starts? The, before the AFL starts. All right. Well, I, 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 maybe I, once it gets more professional. I, At the moment, it's more like a no, it's amateur or semi-professional. No, it's semi-professional, I think. You know, um, but I, I took my daughter because I thought I really want her to see and probably, you know, if she, if she likes the game, maybe I'd... Would uh, you want her playing? Oh, I'd love for her to play. for about, awesome. What about playing soccer? Uh, Sam Kerr, mate. Come Sam on. Kerr, she's, she's, she's just a superstar, you know what I mean? Did she end up winning the sports star of the year? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I've lost track of all these. Awards. She should have... Uh, if not, she should have won it. Doesn't anyway. matter. I mean, she's, she's an absolute legend. In terms of women's sport in Australia. She's, her, the, she's and, the beacon. And Ash Barty. Oh, Ash Barty, yeah. Can't knock him, mate. It's awesome. Yeah. And Elise Perry, the, the career. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's, yeah. she's good too. Yeah. Actually, Elise Perry could have been a She played Sam Kerr in the Matildas. She yeah. chose cricket. She chose cricket, yeah. Uh, she was a um, really good player. Yeah, she, but I think she probably made the right decision. I know if, um, well, at the end of the day, cricket. make the decision of the one that's going to you're going to be best at. The best at. I think and she would have longevity, longevity in, um, in cricket. I think longevity in cricket is a lot more than what Soccer, well, I suppose with soccer, I mean, you know, just a small run of bad form and you can be out of the team and, yeah. and, and maybe not get yourself back into the team. But with cricket, you can not so much cover your bad form, but... you got more chances to, you know. Yeah, you know, you get more chances to come back. I mean, if you look at... Um, oh. Look at Dave Warner. <laughs> well, personally, I think was... Uh, I don't think he deserved the... Uh, well, I think everyone knows that. Um well, what, do they have a point system? It's a point system, but it's based on all three, three formats of the game and there's tests are weighted more and stuff like that. But, again, look, don't get me wrong, he played. He had a fantastic summer in Australia. He did. You can't knock him. Uh, who did he play against? Uh, yes, but he still scored runs. You can't right, everyone else played against him too. Right, uh, he, he scored runs, you know what I mean? I'm he sorry. Can't, but, unfortunately, my thing was in the games that mattered, e.g. the Ashes, you know, the games that I actually got up and watched, you know, and stayed up Who, to who's voting on this on these things? Is there a committee that votes? Yeah, there's a few. I'm not 100 percent sure on the uh, whole, but there's like Justin Lang was one of the guys that voted. 
Um, Hang on a second. Justin Langer, apparently, yeah. the head coach of the Australian. But they just do no, a vote. No, there's a whole heap of people that vote. You know what I mean? So they put the like, for the no, game. I don't think you should be the head coach and having a vote on your own team. Play it on your own team. There's a bias element that comes into yeah. it, surely. Even if he's, even if he can be neutral, just the, the perception of being biased is still there. Yeah, I, just, I don't think it was a good look for. I mean, yes, he redeemed himself and all that. I don't think it was a good look for. He redeemed himself. Well, that's what he's supposed to. What's he done to redeem himself? Oh, Score three hundred. Am I just too too overly critical? But yeah. I'm sorry, you don't. Re- all right. I never liked David Warner from when he probably started playing Test cricket. Mm. Okay, go back to punching Joe Root. Yeah, over in a previous Ashes tour. Was, yeah. that, was that in Australia or over there? I think okay. it was over there. Yeah. I think it was in England. Yeah. Right. From then on, he was in my bad books. But then it's just a, you know, all the chirp on the pitch. Yeah, it's just. Mm. Sorry, it's just you know, obviously instigated the um, this. What do they call it? Sandpaper. Gate. Oh, sandpaper gate, yeah. Right, in, uh, in South Africa. Yeah. And, yeah, compared to Steve Smith and Cameron Bancroft, yeah. who were, I don't know, his, his let's say, confession and apology just didn't seem as contrite yeah. and, um, yeah. and genuine. Yeah. yeah. Remember, <clears throat> remember in, in Warner's press conference when he was you know, saying sorries, he was being asked questions and he would just give a rote yeah. response each time, a robotic response. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you lost the public when you did that. Yeah. So, whereas Steve Smith, yeah. okay, you're the captain, you should have taken control of the situation. Um, they, you know, you saw that he was human. Oh, yeah. Right? that he was human and he just didn't handle the situation and you can't condemn a, condemn a mm-hmm. person forever. And it, okay, that even goes with David Warner. You can't condemn him forever for stuffing up. You obviously haven't learned your lesson. You're never going to do something. No, like never again. again. No way. Um, uh, maybe I'm just too historically harsh on David Warner. Um, <laughs> your, your dislike for him probably yeah. extends from when he punched you. You know, maybe he's just got that white line fever and off the off the track. He's the nicest guy out there. I think. I think. I. I just find it frustrating. Like such a good player, and the big games where you really got to like that Ashes series was a prime example. He had five innings in that game, ninety-five in ten innings. Ten innings, an average of nine point five. You know, and you're the opening batsman. You know, it's like. These are the games that you're supposed to no, obviously. Be, you know, if that was if that was another batsman just coming off that test, that those scores, that would not be opening for Australia. The again. Poms and especially Broad just got in his head, yeah. and he didn't have a way to, to to pull himself out of. But regardless, if that was if that was another player, okay, if that was uh, that was Joe Ben, would he be? Would it, but if he had the opportunity to hit ten innings and get an average of he nine, wouldn't have, he wouldn't have lasted the series, let alone yeah. still being in the team yeah. for the next series back yeah. home. Right, that's for sure. Um, I mean, Joe Burns, um, the last series, did, did he get dropped? Who was it? Yeah, I think he got, not last series, he did all four. Played, played all four. Was it Matt Renshaw was another one? He would have got dropped if he did. Yeah. someone who, well, Bancroft. Bancroft yeah. is a good example, okay, yeah. because in at the Ashes he, he lasted the first two. Yeah, and then he got dropped. Tests, failed and got dropped, whereas Warner was failing worse. Mm-hmm. And still played another three test matches. Correct. All right. And that's just purely on who you are, mm. not your performance. And that's, I don't, 
Yeah, day one, yeah. All right. He was just given far too much leeway. And um, yeah. Yeah. Well. But what I'm looking forward to is have you got Amazon Prime? No, I haven't. Or Amazon Video, whatever it's called. No. Okay. There's the um the test documentary series. Oh yeah. yeah so it's documents, I think starting I think it's starting from the Ashes tour. Mm. Going through the Australian summer, just finished. Um, like in, inside look of um, of the Australian team, and it looks the clips that I've seen looks yeah, really, it's pretty good actually, really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, the part about when um, in the Ashes when Steve Smith was facing Jofra, uh, oh Jofra Archer, yeah, Jofra yeah, Archer, yeah, when he was getting pummeled basically and bounces left, right, and centre, and he, when he went down. Yeah, the clip that the clip that I saw was really so intense. Like, came in obviously when he copped it in the head, and then went back out. Yeah, probably you know still concussed and went and still went back out. But he got, I don't think he added. No, he didn't, 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 yeah, didn't get much because he just went out angry and started slogging, mm. and he got caught. Yeah, but then when he comes back into the room, he was just livid. He was like, he threw his like he, his teammates clapped him. Yeah. Because it was pretty bloody gutsy to, to go back out there after what he just faced, and his teammates clapped him when he got out, and he just throws his bat down, and he sits on the bench, and he looks like he's just furious with himself, but also that like he's just going to burst into tears. I don't, I don't think he did, but um, he was just yeah, that was pretty yeah, cool. it's so intense. <laughs> it was a good series. Uh, the Rashers are quite enjoyed watching that. I actually don't mind test cricket, quite a lot more test cricket. I love test cricket pretty much and that's it. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm not fussed about 2020, especially at international level. Yeah. I just, I don't think I've watched one in years. Yeah. I, um, I, still, I do like the uh, Big Bash. Series. I don't mind the, the Big Bash. I didn't watch a lot of, um, is it finished? Yeah, it's finished. Yeah. Who won it? Uh, team from Sydney. They came second. Okay. I watched bits and pieces of the Scorchers. Yeah. Um, I didn't go to a game this season. I think last season I went to one. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't get really get into it. But give give me you know five days of a test, and if, I mean not that I've got the time to watch five days worth these days, but I could I could lay on the couch oh, and watch a day of cricket yeah, easily. It just me, Esky, me Esky in a six pack, mate. All right, it's just good good mate of ours who has always said that uh, um, test match cricket is like um, novel unfolding. It is. Yes, yeah, it is. I actually prefer to watch out my side field as opposed to bat. I like watching them. Yeah. Oh, I like both. Um, I'd, rather watch the old, I'd rather watch them bat, um, um, field. I think that's more mm. uh, tactical, you know. Well, well, what else we got here, Mel? Um, there's, there's lots of topics to talk about. Heaps of topics to talk about. What's happening in the world of uh, the real football? Uh, real football? Well, Champions League. Liverpool suffer there. They're the first loss in a while, haven't they? Against Leipzig. That's right. Last week. Atalanta coming out of nowhere. Atalanta, the great Italian minnows from Bergamo. I was what actually a, reading what a, what a team. That I was actually been. reading a story about that. They're still comparing to Leicester. I think it's, it's yeah, I, was, I, didn't, I didn't see that, but I, I, I've thought that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Leicester. not that they're going to win the league, no. but... Yeah. I would love to see them win. <laughs> be amazing. No, no, no. I'd love to see them go deep in the Champions League. I'd love to see them go deep in the Champions League. Imagine that. I mean, I think they're through to the 4-1 up against Valencia. Yeah. That's a 4-1 win at home. 
I can't see them losing 3-0 away and going out and away goals because they'll probably score a goal. Yeah. Way they just go out all out attack. Yeah, all out attack. So that's part of their problem. But then again, that's what Champions League needs. Mm. Right? Champions League is a different animal to any other league, right? Whether it's the English Premier League or whether it's Serie A, where you're playing for points over, you know, thirty four games or whatever mm. it is. You can you can contain and defend and and you know and sneak wins. Whereas the champions Sneak points over time, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Champions League football, it's end to end stuff, basically. 100%. Right? Tactics and, and def- defense is more out the window. It's just end to end. It's pretty much who scores most wins, obviously. But, you know what I mean? It's not so much about, about stopping the other team scoring. It's about you just, you just make sure you go and score more. Oh, yeah. that's, that's the way it's unfolded, Champions League, in the last, probably over the last you know, five or or more years. Well, then there was a PSG losing to Dortmund with a, probably one of the cracker, not an absolute cracker goal by Haaland, his second goal. Yeah, he just smashed that top corner. My God, you see, feel the ferocity of that shot. Yeah. <laughs> Keeper had no chance. <laughs> it was a, it was a great, great, um, great shot of goal. That was an amazing shot. Unfortunately, just all the times for for us yeah. we live in WA is wrong. You got to get up in the middle of the night to watch well, all these you games. You can't get up at. Uh, 3 a.m. or these days? Yeah, and get up at 3 a.m. But, but hang on, you've got it on um, on Optus Sport. You got Optus Sport at home? Yeah. All right. Okay. So you can pretty much replay the game as soon as it's finished anyway. So you don't have to get up at the exact time. Nah. You can watch it as if it's live. You've got to watch it live. Watch yeah. it before work. You start, watch it. start at 6.30, 7 o'clock, and yeah, by watch. the time you've finished your coffee and your wheat picks. you got to watch it live. It's, it's, uh, I can't handle it. You gotta watch the game live because you got to check the results. You check the results straight on Google. <laughs> I know. I mean, my phone's got the, the 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 cards that come up straight away. So as soon as I wake up, look at my phone, boom, it tells me the score. Oh, you get automatic notifications. Yeah, automatic. Nah, switch those off. Nah. So you know what I've got automatic notifications for 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 soccer games is just the Matildas. Yeah, I don't know why only the Matildas, <laughs> but I see, on the app that I use, it's called Sam's uh, Sam's Kerr name comes up every every game. <laughs> Sam Kerr, Sam Kerr. Um, yeah, I, I don't think even the Socceroos are in there or, or but, you know, I'm a Roma fan. I, I don't even have Roma because, I, you know, if I want to watch the game, I don't want to, yeah. you know, if I want to watch it delayed, I don't want the notifications <laughs> on my phone. Yeah. Def, um, well, yeah, I've got pretty much all of them. Actually, I've been getting into a bit of NBA lately since uh, old Kobe thing. It's kind of it's, it's re-sparked. It's, it's actually sparked my... My interest, believe it or not, I say it is in back in NBA. You know, I've never been a, uh, an NBA follower. Um, I watched the All Star game the other day. Which, uh, they make a big thing of this All Star yeah. stuff over there, don't they? Yeah, yeah good on them. But yeah, yeah that's amazing. Yeah. So many yeah. events around it too. It's not just the game. <laughs> you know, it's the slam dunk event, the um, three points. The, the there's a celebrity version of it. I think. Yeah. Did you see? Oh, I saw it on YouTube. So I'm pretty sure it was from this year's. Kevin Hart, the comedian, yeah. he beat someone who, who was the player. I don't know. I'm not good with the NBA players. But he beat someone in a three-point competition. Yeah. 11 to 10, I think the score was. Because you've, you, you've, you know, you've, got, you've got to shoot. You know, have you seen how they do it? Yeah, you've got shoot, to go shoot, around yeah. different positions in yeah. it and you've got a certain amount of time. Mm. And on the buzzer, he, he beat him. He picked him. It was awesome. Uh, the, um, the slam dunk competition was uh, – Interesting. When um, Aaron Gordon, you ever heard of Aaron Gordon? Yeah, mate, he's probably um, 
registered the most registered the most fifty point perfect scores in slam dunk competition, and he didn't even win. <laughs> he did a slam dunk of a bloke who's seven foot six. Yeah, and he still didn't win the slam dunk competition. Everyone's like, "What?" The, the actually, what the guy winner the winner was a guy called Derek Jones Jr. Who did like? Don't get me wrong, his slam dunk was Who's pretty. He, uh, he plays Miami Heat. So how do they judge this slam dunk competition? Is it based on style? Style, technique. Yeah, you've got five judges. There. Okay. Yeah, one of the judges was Dwayne Wade, ex, um, ex-NBA star. Yeah. Um, Scotty Pippen was another, was another judge. So they get, you know, yeah. four or five of them there to yeah. judge, you know. So, but All right. Six um, talking about NBA, Kobe Bryant. Oh, yeah. Superstar he was, huh? Listen, I have never followed the NBA, right? I'll watch snippets on Twitter that, you know, the boys might send around, you know, buzzer beater shots, stuff like that, little clips on YouTube here and there. You know, it, it interests me who wins the, the championship. I always look, but I, I'll never watch a full game, right? I'm just not really into basketball, and that goes for even the Wildcats here, right? But when, when the story around Kobe Bryant came out, Obviously, you know who Kobe Bryant is, and you know he's you know he's he's up there in terms of one of the greatest all time. You knew that before, even if you didn't follow. You should, um, you should have known that, mate. That stunned me for a week. No, it was pretty. Uh, why is that? Why? And and I'm I'm not, I've been racking my brains as to why I was why so I involved that? in that story. So I was involved. It's probably because of his his daughter. exactly. Being, yeah. a, being a parent. Being a parent with his daughter. Watching clips of his daughter. And she was... And pretend. she was good. She was good. She was a little star. Yeah. Um, and he just had another baby. That was that, I felt cut up for, yeah. for you know, at he, times he watching, became a father watching clips. Again, yeah. not long ago. So he's got another little girl. Six months old. Yeah, six months old. So, <laughs> it's, so the, the, you know, compound all these things. And it's like, you know, it's tragic, you know. And I, I watched... Um, on his wife's uh, Instagram, she she went along. She must have gone along to a commemoration for her daughter, for Jana at at the school. At her school, they did like a little ceremony. They retired her her school jersey, right? And um, man, and and teachers were were telling stories about her. This was no just average student, average girl. Yeah, she, she was, was yeah. she was unbelievable. She was just such a you know, conscientious girl, conscientious person, and just everyone loved her. It was yeah. incredible to watch. Mm. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, did Connor, Connor, a father, and have a daughter. My daughter's seven, so Connor, Connor, he, yeah, touched touched the. Oh yeah, I was definitely more affected by the fact that she was gone more so than 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 Kobe because you know, like I said, hadn't watched. Yeah, I hadn't watched his career. I just knew knew a bit about him. But and then I've been then I I'll like I said I'd be at work, but I'd have um, YouTube playing with clips of him, mate. His last ever NBA game was classic. Sixty points, right? classic. Now that season, what season was that? Was it 2016? They won seventeen games for the whole season, right? So way out of contention for playoffs. They were pretty. They were pretty crap, crap for his last few years. I think the LA Lakers. But he pulled this game for the ages. It was unbelievable. I watched. I think like the last ten minutes of the game. 
He took so many three-point shots he couldn't miss. It was the Kobe show. He he was the Kobe show. (laughs) And I think in the last quarter of the match, he outscored, uh, I think it was Utah Jazz they were playing, he outscored them. Amazing. Yes, because it was great. It was actually a really good play. Amazing. What a way to go out. Hmm. And he was a one one club player, which is very rare in NBA these days. I mean, 20 years? Yeah, it's close to 20 years, yeah. Well, he's, he's nearly the same age as us. Actually, he's the same age as us. So. 40, yeah, 41. 40, 41. Yeah. So, but he's a, he's a one-club player. I mean, some of the greats in there, I mean, Michael Jordan was a one-club player. Uh, he played for two clubs. He played for Chicago. Uh, for well, when he came back from baseball, he yeah. played for Washington. No, no, no. He went, they played for Bulls, then he went to baseball, then back to the Bulls. He go back to the Bulls. Yeah, then he went to Washington. Washington Wizards. Wizards. Yeah. There's a documentary about, I think it's an ESPN 30 for 30, yeah. about Michael Jordan going to play baseball. Have you seen it? No, I haven't actually. I'm not sure if you can find actually, it. Actually, those but... 30 for 30 documentaries are brilliant. They are brilliant. <laughs> the best one is probably the, the Two Escobars. Yeah, that was really good too. That's quite a long one. And it's yeah. I actually enjoyed the one about the um, Yankee Stadium. They were talking about the demolition. The house, the house that Steinbrenner. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Really well, good. Being a Yankees fan. Yeah. And actually, um, been to Yankee Stadium. That was, yeah, was awesome. there, your brother. Yeah, good. Yeah, it was, it was one awesome. day I'll get there. I'll um, that. <laughs> but yeah, the Michael Jordan, the Michael Jordan one about um, playing baseball. Now, let me just quickly search Michael Jordan thirty for thirty. I can't remember the title of it. Thirty for thirty trailer. It's a good documentary, basically. So he he pretty much, if I remember right. He grew up being a mad baseball fan. Yeah. And I think his father was too. And, and he just always had a dream of playing baseball, but he was far better at basketball. So obviously he becomes the greatest basketball player ever. Mm. But yeah, he thought, well, I'm, I've done everything I, I, I want to do in basketball. I'm going to go try it in baseball. Well, he but tried. he never got to the no, minors. He got to the minors, I think. Did he make it in the minors league? Yeah. <clears throat> but he'll be more of a draw card anyway. In the minor league. Um, yeah, just, I don't know, that, here we go. Michael Jordan and Chicago Bulls, The Last Dance. That's from this year. There's a, a, a TV series. Yeah. Oh, jeez. An upcoming sports documentary miniseries about the Chicago Bulls. Well, this looks awesome. Wasn't what I was actually looking for, but. Just keep it. The Last Dance is an upcoming sports documentary miniseries about the Chicago Bulls of the NBA and their 97-98 season. Ten-part miniseries was announced by ESPN in 2018 with an official trailer released on December 24, 2019. When's it going to be released? It'll be awesome. Um, oh, it's going to be on Netflix, I think. On oh, Netflix? Yeah, production Netflix. Awesome. That'll be good. Gotta love Netflix, eh? Speaking of Netflix, have you seen The Irishman? Oh, okay. Yeah, let's change that from sport to to film. The Irishman. Okay. This, how pumped up was this film? Right? Yeah. They pumped up this film. Uh, it's, you know, it's up there with um, Goodfellas Casino. Goodfellas Casino, right. It took me a while to get around to sit down and watch it because I knew it was going to be three a three-hour film. Okay. It took me three nights to get through it. Because I fell asleep twice each time, yeah. each night. That's how bad it was. Yeah, I was bored shitless. Really? I'm sorry. No, 
Have you watched it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, no, no, right. Well, I've read it for you. No, no, but, no, but, but again, you mix reviews with some bloke, so it's amazing. But everyone, some bloke, everyone so, said man, they, they're welcome to, to it, but I don't ever some want to see it. Everyone I've spoken said it's really good. Like, everyone I've spoken said it's really good, but long. It just seems pointless. And someone else, and someone else said they fell asleep for it as well. So there you go. Um, I mean, uh, these days I fall asleep at the drop of a hat watching uh, TV at night. Yeah. <laughs> Almost three, four times a week I do that. But um, no. I just didn't like it at all. Yeah, everyone um, didn't get didn't win any Oscars, did it? I don't, I don't think it did. It got nominated for a few. It didn't win anything. I don't think so. Well, so it shouldn't. But it got Sorry. nominated for a few. Well, Sorry. Joe Pesci would have played a good role. Always does. And then after the film finishes on Netflix, then it starts. It goes automatically into um, this conversation with Scorsese, uh, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and De Niro. Right, they're sitting around a table, like in a restaurant, just talking about the film and how they mm. filmed it. Oh my god! That, if the film wasn't enough to put you to sleep, listening to these guys crap on yeah. about the film and about other rubbish is just even worse. Seriously, I don't know. I just I don't know. I've always loved them, but oh, that's interesting. Right. Different perspective. You've got to watch it and and then tell me what you think. Yeah, you might tell me no. It was great. You loved it. Yeah, well, no, no, I couldn't get it. Yeah, I really want to have a I want to watch it, but I need, like you said, only three and three and a half hours to watch it. Mm. <laughs> no, sorry, not <laughs> good old. Uh, any other good movies I coming? Watch the Joker. Jo- oh, no, not, no. not the Joker, Joker, Joker. No, I haven't seen that. No, everyone, everyone reckons it is brilliant. Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> what an actor! I know he's a bit of a, a bit of a nut job, but what an actor! And that's probably why he's such a good actor. True, it's fine line. Uh, um, what was his performance compared to? Compared to Heath Ledger? Heath Ledger's. Look, if you want to say who's first, who's second, I think probably Heath Ledger was you know, a, a, a touch better. But they, they just have a different spin on it. You know, Heath Ledger, that was brilliant. That was both, both amazing. Yeah. But, uh, and Joachim Phoenix, you know, probably, probably everyone would, would agree that Heath Ledger was the better one, but... Yeah, Phoenix was bloody good too. Yeah. Yeah. He's a pretty good actor. However, you haven't seen it. No. Pretty violent, right? And there's De Niro's in it. He plays a talk show host, okay? So, spoiler alert, everyone. Do you want me to spoil it for you? That's a bummer. All right. I'm not going to spoil the whole plot, but at one point, he goes on this talk show as the Joker, right? And De Niro is the host. And he's a bit of an arrogant host, whatever, and, and... so the Joker gets is you know gets out a gun and shoots him square in the head. Just shoots him dead on live TV, right, mate? You know, I just the first thought I had was, uh, you, I don't know if this could ever happen in real life. Well, firstly, do they ever go directly live to TV? It's probably they're probably pre-recorded. But bloody hell, what, what kind of ideas are you putting in people's heads, you know? That's what that's sort of first thought. I mean, maybe that's been a, a wowser, but fuck, oh, I mean, it was, it was a bit of a, it was a, a shock, mm. that scene. But, yeah, amazing, amazing performance. Actually, I did one in the holidays. I watched the movie The, uh, the Gentleman with Matthew Mahoney. Oh, yeah? I haven't seen this. Really good movie. Highly recommend it. What, at the, at the film? At, at the cinema. cinema. Yeah, that was good. Highly recommend it. I, fa- I found out. Um, I found that uh, it was um, 
It was, I think it was directed by Madonna's ex-husband. What was his name? Great Richie. Yeah. Locked it up. Yeah, I think it was, it was a really good movie. So if anyone, if you're, if you're like my list is um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah, it looks good. Cool. Yeah. Tarantino. I still haven't seen that, um, but I've got that. I want to see that one, The Traitor, with um, the Cecilia Mafia story. Oh, yeah. No, that looks interesting. About, um, what's it? Tommaso Borschetta, the first Mafia turncoat. Turncoat, Bendito. Mm. That looks interesting. It was an interesting movie. Yeah, uh, yeah that, scene, that scene where um, they blow up Falcone. Yeah, that was pretty. That's um, on the highway. <sighs> Scary. Like that in the trailer, that's unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and then actually, after you told me about that, and I watched that trailer, and then I started, I did, I did like a Google search and Google Maps search of where they blew Falcon in, mm. Falcon out. What was that? Ninety two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, there's there's a big monument on both sides of the of the highway there, or, or freeway, whatever it is. Big monument with him, his name, and all the other names, and um. There's there's houses right there. Jeez. Imagine living at that, that spot. They were blown up as far as they weren't blown up. Oh, man, that was a massive bomb. There was a huge crater. You seen the pictures? Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, they did a good job. Anyone listening to this is probably wondering what the hell we're talking about. So we're talking about the um Cecilia was he Cecilia himself? Cecilia, yeah. Prosecutor, um Giovanni Falcone, who was putting Mafia bosses away like there was no tomorrow. In the late Back 80s and 90s. Late 80s, yeah, exactly. Late 80s and early 90s. And he ran the big maxi trial, didn't he? Correct. Right? Which put hundreds, hundreds, and, of, hundreds, hundreds of um, mafiosi in jail in, in Sicily, uh, in Palermo. And obviously the mafia had it out for him and they got him. Yeah, they got him, right? And months later got his, his main partner, uh, Borsellino. Borsellino. In, in, Palermo Palermo itself yeah. in the city. <clears throat> oh. But yeah, there are houses like right there, like across the, you know, you've got the railing of the, yeah. of the, right there. the freeway, but then, you know, off the verge, there's there. houses right there. Imagine living there because that's like a shrine now. Okay. People would be, you know, tourists would go in there. I'm, if I ever had to go back there and have the time, I'd maybe go there and have a look at it. It's outside people's homes. It's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but where was I going with that? We just talking about movies. Interesting. To, um, movies coming up, though, you want to see? Yeah. Well, oh, but they're Netflix, but they have the um, – actually, speaking of the Bruschetta, they got a documentary on him, Our Godfather, on Netflix. Yeah, I told you about that. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. That was pretty good. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. All right, where else can we go with this? Oh. What do, we, do you want to touch on the things we were talking about before we started recording? Uh, well, we'll probably be for another two hours, I reckon. Yeah, well, it's a podcast. We can go as long as we want. People can switch off whenever they want. Um, <laughs> the, the situation in Queensland. Well, a tragic is an understatement. Unbelievable. Huh? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, I wouldn't even call him a human personally. Call him a man. No, definitely. definitely. Take, so obviously this guy has, uh, his wife has left him, three kids involved. Uh, he's got a violence restraining order on him. He's come after the wife, 
jumped into her car with three kids in the back and set everyone on fire and killed them and then stabbed himself and killed himself. Yeah. What do you do about someone like this? I don't know where to start. I don't know what sick person. I didn't call him a person. I okay, go back a step. He's, he's uh, before, before the end of December, I think it was Boxing Day, if I remember the story correctly, um, taken off with one of the, mm. the daughters and driven to Victoria, and he's gone. He's kidnapped her, basically. Kidnapped the daughter for four days, right? And I think then brought her back. But effectively, he's kidnapped this kid, right? Yeah. But he didn't get jail time? Oh, I'm not sure. Well, technically, or, was, was he legal guardian as well? So could he be? That should be treated as kidnap, as if you're not the parent, yeah. okay, in that situation. So you should get years for that act. And if that was the case, I think he got bailed, yeah. right? And if that judge isn't bloody, you know, hanging his head in shame, he should be. Seriously, for that act, you should be jailed for, I don't know, five years minimum. Yeah, it's kidnapped. Yeah, I just can't believe yeah, the, the, the woman's family was on yeah. the current affair last night telling the story of what happened. Man, this kid was terrified, right? He grabbed her from a, um, from a park where they were, you know, doing a proper meeting, you know, playing, you know, come to meet the kids, whatever, because they were separated. Comes time for the wife to leave mm. and, you know, put the kids in the car. This guy's grabbed, picked up one of the kids as if he's going to put her in the car as well, in the wife's car, then done an about turn and ran to his car holding one of these daughters. The wife's running, screaming after him, where are you going with her, whatever, right? Towing the two other kids behind. Throws, throws the daughter in the front seat and drives away yelling, see this, you did this, you did this to the wife. And that's it. And she, Amazing. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's disgusting. And, that's disgusting. Uh, yeah, you don't get locked up for a good time for that. I don't know. And then this tragedy, uh, you know, happens the, the tragedy, a couple months later. The the. the to say it's probably one of the most tragic circumstances that you, you've read about is, I don't know, I, I can't, I'm, I'm you, lost for words. You can't even process it. Man. It's just how, how are you a parent? <clears throat> how are you a parent? And you, all right, listen, you, you're, 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 you're wanting to end it for yourself. How can you fathom taking your kids with you? You don't want your kids to grow up and have a life? You know, I just can't. I, it doesn't come. I can't even. Doesn't, I'm still struggling to process it. Just words. I can't describe them. I, I mean, you know, it's of, almost like you wish he didn't die. So, so I wish he didn't him. die, so he could have ended up spending his time in general population in prison. Because I'm sure those boys would have done a good job to fix him up. Yeah, that's all I. That, honestly, that's what I hope. Oh, at the end of the day, yeah. it's, the world's better off without him. One hundred percent without him breathing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But. Um, yeah, unbelievable. That's it. The whole family just wiped out. Sick. It's just, just disgusting. You can't. You can't fathom it. No, it's uh, it's just you know. There's a lot of answers now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Whose fault? What fault? You know what should have been done? How could they prevented it? You know. Um, what are you doing? You know? I mean, he should should he have got help before? There's, there's just a GPS tracker on his ankle. If he's going to be not in jail from from the kidnap, I don't know. No, well, I, don't I, think know. He, I think he had a violence order on him. 
He had a he had a VRO or whatever it's called. AVO. AVO. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, that's just a piece of paper, right? Oh, if someone's got it in them, they're, it's, they're it's, determined to do something. Yeah, each state they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna yeah. just go and do each, it. It's because that's a state run. Usually, each state's different, you know. I mean, can I speak? But what I mean is, like, that can't stop someone taking whatever actions they want to be taking. You know, no. the fact that but the police that, can't be watching him twenty four seven. No, they can't be. But if he breaks it, then he goes. Right. So to this jail. woman's got to live her life in fear, which she was, yeah. until yeah. he eventually just finally snaps once and for all, and that's it. Mm. Finished. Unbelievable. I know. Sad. So it's wrong, you know. You know, and then you get then you get dickheads like that Bettina aunt who. Just, yeah, there you go. Not the time, just, nor the just place. Shut up. Just not the time, nor the place. Just shut up. You might have your points to make. Wait. Let the smoke clear. You know, and you know, she's defending this 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 cop who was leading the investigation. Actually, so she's for what he said. Look, he misspoke. All right, I think. But I don't think he had anything. No, no, no. Nasty or vicious with what he was to. Trying to say, I was actually listening to the news this morning, and there was a guy talking about that particular call. Yeah, and he goes, I don't know what "Apparently, he's a wreck." Yeah, but they said, "Have you actually read his whole transcript?" And everyone's going, "No, no, no." He goes, "This is media again." Yeah, in the words of Donald Trump, fake news. You know what I mean? They're going, they're going. You just, you just cut the snippet out to show the point. He goes, "If he's read the whole transcript, you will get a different interpretation of what the actual the guy said." Okay, so. Up until this, I was like, you idiot. But the thing is, like, I haven't read the transcript, so I'm, I'm curious to read what he actually said. What's what the actual comment said. Is it the, the police commissioner in, in Queensland has thrown him under the bus? No, no, he, he actually announced himself, apparently. that His he, decision to step down, was it? His decision to step out, no, step off the case. Step off, that's what I mean. Yeah, step, step, off, step off the case. He goes, better now because of what talking to. Okay, well, I think whether... Whether his words were taken the wrong way or not, I think he probably had to step off the case anyway just yeah. to get the focus off him. That's what he said. He goes, yeah. this is a little bit me. Yeah. Which is a shame because he might have been a good police officer. We don't know. Yeah. He might have been really good at his job. And you do want the best people on the job to take care of that. Yeah, exactly. So he was making a call for people to come forward if they know any information about what, his, what this guy's motives might have been, yeah. what his state of mind might have been, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And and he said the words, you know, if he might something along the lines of if he might have been driven to it, yeah. all right, which was taken to imply that his ex wife, yeah. the wife, the wife he, that he separated he from, was he might have driven him to it. Which no, no, he might from all accounts, there's no no, no question okay. of that. Well, like, but he I, might say it might have been drugs. He might have been you know, yeah. But even but even I suppose driven to it by his own messed up state of mind. Yeah, yeah correct. Right? Yeah. Okay, so I didn't take it as. You know, his wife was tormenting him, or yeah. you know, or potentially tormenting him. I don't think that. And from what everyone close to her has said, there's absolutely no question of that. Like she seems as normal as can be. Mm. You know, and she was just basically um, tormented by him and and um, emotionally abused mm. since day one. Since mm. pretty much they got together. Yeah. Right. And manipulated by him. And no, it's, it's not sick bastard. And Dorothy also don't like two couple things. One thing, the media call him an NRL player. He played, yeah, okay. I was like, he played one game in a practice match. Is that he never actually yeah, played a game? Like, I don't think he actually even played a game. I was like, come on. All right, from- but I think but I think that headline uh, whoever it-, it was, it, it kind of came out before facts were known. Yeah, as well, I don't know, but, right? but so 
Like at the end of the day, media's trying to get eyeballs, right? Yeah. I don't think uh, Banny needs to have push too hard to get eyeballs. But you know, like, it's never, well, they've done front NRL players. But even, even, um, I saw a clip on, on Twitter, um, on Studio 10, Mm. um, Joe Hildebrand. Yeah. I think I like listening yeah. to Joe Hildebrand. He's a good voice of reason most of the time, mm-hmm. I think. And he even said, look, you know, don't take too much into account with that particular headline because it was pretty much straight away yeah. when facts weren't known so yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah, all right, maybe it shouldn't have been said. It shouldn't have been said. I mean, NRL's got enough of the domestic I don't think that they were really trying to pump him up as, you know, the good bloke. Yeah. The good bloke and then, narrative. And then, and then, that and then, hasn't. And then the media shows footage of home footage of him with the kids and happy. It was bloody rough with those kids. Hey, but, but like you know, jumping. Like, I mean, I, I love rough housing with kids, right? And I throw them around, but safely. You know what I mean? Like he was pushing them over. Yeah. But and, and the sure. baby putting the baby in a headlock. But don't like his baby wrong. looked like it was one year old or something. He's putting the baby in a headlock. But I look at this. Like, so don't even put that. Don't even put that in there. That didn't need to be in there. You know what? They shouldn't have shown that footage. No, they shouldn't have shown the footage. He's a, he's a he's a he's a subhuman person. Just have a photo of his face, and that's it. You know what I mean? It'll, yeah. Don't don't make it any. He's not human. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. They put in human context. No. Yeah. You know. It's like oh, I don't know. But anyway, but it's, um, you know, when well, not too much, but you know, when when. The car's on fire and he gets out of the car. And firstly, he doesn't even have the fucking balls to burn in the car himself. Yeah, himself. Right. But he gets out of the car and neighbours come in to help to try and get these kids out mm. or, you know, get, get the hose on, on her and, and the car. And he's telling them to go away and, and stop helping. So even when it's happening, nothing clicks in his head says, to say, shit, what have I done? Right? Yeah, it's- I don't want these kids gone. No, he's happy the whole way through once the kid's gone. That's unbelievable, man. That's when you know it's premeditated. Absolute evil. Absolute evil. He's evil personified, man. He's disgusting, (laughs) man. Speaking of the media there, um, I think I've got to say about the media sometimes I find very frustrating, which I don't know what your opinion is on this, but I went to the game by the same before the Eagles Dockers game, and there was the vegan protest who jumped. Oh, in. that's right, jump, jump, fans, right? <laughs> they gave her a bit of airtime, didn't they? Exactly. Yeah. And then my point is, why? Yeah. Why on God's earth did you give her airtime? Because all she did is win. She she won. And she won now. Of course she won. So she won. So she, the media puts on the front is page. The, is the fine twelve thousand dollars? Yeah, it's up to twelve. Well, that was probably paid by you know whatever organisation. There you go. She didn't cost her a cent. Or whoever she does, she get a, yeah, a direct action now, whatever they called. Does she get some sort of criminal record? I don't know. Or she should. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, well done for the Dockers player who tackled her. Oh yeah, nice. No, and like and, and the um. I found that, like because then I was looking in the paper as well. It was on Monday's paper. I think it was. I think it was Mondays or something, I don't know, one of the papers, and they had a whole spread on that game and they had a photo of the player, photo, and the biggest photo was her jumping the thing. I'm like, of course. Come on, man. This is the first time there's a there's a there's a AFLW derby. Shouldn't have been on like, right. okay, yep. that lady school all totally, totally agree. Totally agree. But, however, the media doesn't get punished for this by the consumer. That's the problem. Well, okay. I don't buy the West Australian No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend a cent on the West Australian at the moment. Um... Because it's become a shit rag, it's become a tabloid, mm. right? However, they you know they're, they're doing some decent stuff, I suppose, with the Claremont trial, and mm. that's another thing we probably touch on, maybe 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 not in this one. Um, 
you know, I think that they've been doing good good reporting on that type of stuff, mm. right? But a lot of the time it's just tabloid stuff. Yeah. But going back to what I was saying about the consumer, the consumer doesn't make them pay for, for, for being crap news or tabloid news, right? Whether it's online, whether it's the newspaper, people click on this stuff. That's what I'm getting with, right? I'm getting at. People like to read this stuff. Yeah, but unfortunately- That's why they keep catering to that demand. There's no other newspaper here. It's not like in Sydney. Not just the newspaper. Not Telegraph just, or Herald or- Whether it's news.com.au or, or any, of, you know, any of the other ones. Earth Now. Earth Now, same thing, right? People click on it. That's why they keep providing the content, okay? Yeah. If they knew that a story about a vegan protester taking over the narrative of the, the um, first- yeah. AFLW Derby yeah. was going to piss if they knew that the media knew that that was going to piss people off, they wouldn't make a big big deal of it, yeah. right? It was on the um, the nightly TV news as well, yeah. right? They made a big hash of they interviewed they interviewed the woman. They should have given her no airtime, but yeah. oh, it's not news. Everyone wants to see what she's got to say, right? So it's your fault. It's my fault. It's everyone's fault. Yeah, okay. No, I, just, I look. I would prefer not to to her to get any airtime, and I think stuff you. There you go. You did it for nothing. But and also she got what she wanted with the other guy that got done charged with trespassing and stealing the calf. The calf. The vegan protester. The other one who broke onto a farm. That's the second time he's done. That was a while back now. No, it? it was last this week. It was a week this week. Yeah. I didn't hear this. No. Anyway, it's the second time he's just passed. I was like, okay. So he got so, 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 well, so yeah, he goes and continue doing it. Of now, course. So he now, wouldn't bother doing so, it. So the judge didn't. gave him a suspended sentence, a fine. I was like, see, this is the second time he's done it. He's obviously didn't learn from the first time. Mm. So he's going to do it again. Yep. You know what I mean? I was like, come on. Yeah, I mean, the part of the reason why he's going to do it again is because he knows he's going to get the attention every time he does it. And the attention comes. I don't know. This is it. Mm. This is the way it goes these days. Mm. You wouldn't catch me spending money on... Um, and maybe that's why too, right? They're not making money. They've got to, they've got to find ways to get these clicks mm. for advertising revenue, and it works. Mm. Look, at the end of the day, they study the human psyche, human psychology, whatever you call it, right? They know what gets clicks. They know what gets eyeballs on things. People like drama. People like mm. tabloid type of, of stories. You know, it works. I don't know. You can't just change the human um, human mentality, the human brain. That's, the way, that's what works. So it's, it's going to continue to be given to us in, in media. Mm. Oh, well, no, what are you doing? Oh. All right, I'll run. <laughs> I'll run out of Yeah, no, it's plenty of stuff. We've covered a fair bit. So. There we have. Okay. All right, I think we've come to the end and we've... I mean, we've gone an hour and 15, so it's not bad. Not bad. No, I don't know. I thought we'd struggle to get 20 minutes. As we said, plenty to talk about in this wonderful world of ours. All right. Let's wrap up the first no episode of Chronicles on the Fly. And um, I don't know when this will drop, and I don't know when we'll do the next one, but uh, we'll work that out as we wing it. All right. Thanks. All right. Ciao.